2: again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens. It's the podcast where horror gets gay. This is season 13, episode 17, and tonight I have got a horrendous sinus infection. It hurts to talk. It hurts to not talk. It hurts to think. It hurts to sit upright. So I am shelving. The episode on the ghost of Mr. Chicken. Until next time, what we're doing instead, we're going back to the year 2018 to talk about the end of the line with the Friday the 13th boys. Now, when I first aired this episode, way, way, way back in 2018, you'll remember I told you this is one of the most terrifying, layered, well thought out films. Made in the 21st century. And I told you that just in time for the movie to go out of print and be impossible to find. And I was going to do an episode on this movie anyway because it is now time for the wait to be over. Because last month, the folks over at Terror Vision published a fabulous Blu-ray of End of the Line for a reasonable price. You can get it for $24.95. The wait is over. Snag this movie while it's still available. It's brilliant. It's genius. You will not be sorry. And to tempt you a little bit further, here's that conversation I had with the Friday the 13th Boys so many years ago. The link is down there in the show notes to get yourself a copy of this fabulous movie. Enjoy the episode, and I'll see you next time, when hopefully I will finally feel better. Love ya.
0: I've seen them They're everywhere (gasps) Fun day, huh? Tell me about it Are you still going to take the train tonight?
2: and me, my children on this high-speed subterranean ride into the depths of hell itself are two really fabulous guys. I can't believe I got these guys to guest on the show. I'm so excited. The Fry Gay the 13th podcast. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, prepare to get slain because
1: it's Andrew Huff and Maddie Sheridan.
2: We're so awesome. happy to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you responded this time, and they don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> because I just did that whole intro like two minutes ago, and I was like, Man, my manager, haven't Cricket, cricket, so, cricket. Crick. And I told them to give me three seconds of silence so I can edit all the applause and stuff. I'm
3: like, "Okay, that's really long, you guys." Yeah, we were oddly, we were oddly awaiting. <laughs> yeah, and on,
1: on our side, you you, you you had given us the 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 five second of silence, five seconds of silence rule, and we were like. Um, um it's been past five seconds Yeah, like what's
3: going on well we're in like different
2: time zones and stuff so it's different <laughs> or something i don't know how i don't know how things work
1: well girl we are so happy to be here with you today
3: yeah thank you so much for inviting us that it, uh it, I, i've been a, a listener for quite a number of years mm-hmm. so it for even you to reach out to us was like oh are we reaching that status <laughs> girl please Could you please tell the listening audience what's going on over
2: Friday the
1: 13th? What are you about? What happened? Sure, sure. So, uh, Friday the 13th, we are a horror podcast. And we tackle two things in every episode. We tackle horror in real life and horror in media. So horror in real life for us is stuff like politics or true crime. Um, you know, For example, in our last episode, we just covered cults. So we talked about the children of God and the Catholic Church. Um, and then in horror and media, we're talking, of course, about mostly horror movies. And we make the connections between both of those topics um, so that you don't have to. And we have a lot of little fun games that we play. And it's, you know, it's, it's a blast. Um, we're, we're, part of a network too called Legion Podcasts. We're so proud to bring it to people and we really love hearing from all of our listeners, especially our LGBT listeners.
3: There's not a lot of um LGBT voices out there. Yeah. And, no, there are not. Yeah, and we we've we've found like a great little community that really has supported us. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been pretty fun.
2: It's you been know? a lot of fun. Yeah. It
1: really has been.
2: You would think these things don't go together, real life politics and horror movies, but you guys make it work, and also you yeah. make it fun. You make oh, thanks. Thanks.
1: Thank you so much. You
2: bring this political stuff and this current event stuff to the table, and yes, it's all absolutely grisly, but you make learning fun. For people who don't know what's going on or need a refresher on what's going on, you make it fun.
3: Yeah. Oh, that that, that actually like
1: means a lot yeah seriously yeah I mean,
2: we... <laughs> Yo, you know what before we get on the subway ride that we're gonna take you know just help yourself to the buffet I spread out
1: you know oh. this, yeah,
2: this, all you can eat Thank you rye bread
1: and muffins mm. I love I love a good slice of dry rye bread mm-hmm. <laughs> enjoy it enjoy it <laughs> enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, what a diet, rye bread and muffins. I was yeah. like, what? Oh, we'll get into, we'll, we'll get into we'll that get into later that. Yeah.
3: because I thought that was going to be a much bigger part of the movie right. than what it became. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Oh, there's plenty to go there. Okay, so the movie that we're talking about is End of the Line, a Canadian movie that was out in 2007, which even though it's 11 years old, it seems – terrifyingly relevant right
3: now and actually tied in with your last episode yeah no seriously and i didn't i didn't do
2: i didn't pick it because of that i said you know what these guys deserve this one
3: no, I'm glad that you uh, that we didn't know about this movie because it would have been really hard not to pick this movie for our
2: last yeah, episode. Yeah, I mean, we,
1: we we would have had to have done this yeah, for sure. Totally. It fits in perfectly.
2: Okay, since you two are the guests and you can battle out who's going to do it, I need you to provide me with a 30 second elevator speech plot summary of End of the Line, oh, starting man.
3: now. All right, so we meet Karen. She is a nurse at a uh, a hospital or a mental facility, and she's been having dreams that there's these crazy people out there. She gets on a train, and uh, she has met with some cult members that all have a fever for some reason, and they get a message saying, "Uh, you need to kill everybody. Save them. Save the people from these crazy things. And they go on a killing spree. We meet a couple of other characters. They go off and try to... Ah, damn it! That's
1: that's hard.
2: Plot summary, elevator speech. You know, okay, that's something you guys got to learn too. If you got a picture show, you got to do it in thirty seconds or less.
1: Yeah, and listeners, if you ever listen to our podcast, you will learn that we are the absolute worst at it. It takes us sometimes (laughs) like five minutes to just tell you what the movie's about. But I think some people find that charming. Hopefully, you. Hopefully,
2: (laughs) I live to use my. But do you know how long it's been since I've used my buzzer? (laughs) Don't talk, wait, not that buzzer, stop it. (laughs) Stop it. I'm not going to defend myself to the person who named his computer Delia. Who knows what he calls any buzzer? They don't know what we're talking about, but that's okay. You'll find out. (laughs) Patreons will know what I'm talking about. Patreons now. Delia (laughs) Deeds. Okay, yeah, so on a particular night, on the night of a full moon and an eclipse, People riding the subway are finding themselves hunted and killed by a group of crazed cult members because they think it's the apocalypse and the demons are coming. Wackiness ensues.
3: That's much better.
2: You know what? Yes. Wackiness ensues. Always just like, we'll cover the last two thirds of your movie. <laughs>
3: other
1: other duties as a sign. Well,
3: and I, I have to tell you, before this morning, uh, Maddie thought he had seen the entire movie. And he was like, oh yeah. yeah, it was
1: only an hour long. Yeah, so the, fi- the <laughs> file that I was looking at on Dropbox for whatever reason, it only went up to an hour. And so oh, that's weird. I watched it and I was like, oh, oh, well, oh,
3: oh, did
2: you well, watch that's that's terribly abrupt yeah if you watch things directly on dropbox they only let you watch for an hour Um, yeah so i had to be like uh i I gotta download it i I I need to to,
3: thank you for reminding me i gotta tell the other guests that (laughs) (laughs) so he was like uh so that ending was kind of weird i'm like oh i know (laughs) and i was like
1: oh you don't you don't know the actual yeah so i made him watch it so then i i learned i learned the real ending maddie good thing you're pretty yeah. I know. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all I have. All I have. And are
3: we, <laughs> just as a uh, FYI to your audience, are we doing spoilers or no? Well, keep it general. We'll
2: hit, like, favorite scenes, and we'll talk okay. up to a point. But then to a point, I'm going to say beyond here lie spoilers because things do have to be discussed.
3: Yep. All right. Perfect. Okay. Great.
2: So this movie is directed by a guy named Maurice Devereaux. Oh, I'm sorry, it's Maurice Devereaux based on the, uh, the uh, making of video that I watched. That's how he pronounces it. And it's out of Canada, and he's French, and he speaks French and English, and he's hot. Oh, really? But the up. thing I was – the boys were late. The, apparently, parking in Chicago is a problem, which I can identify sorry, with, guys. of course. Uh-huh, no problem. You have cars? What? Okay, but anyway, um, <laughs> I got to doodle a little bit more on IMDb while I was waiting for them, and I realized that Maurice Devereaux has only directed a few films and written a few films. and one of them is a Scream Queens legend, one of the most popular episodes and one of the most popular movies that we've talked about. He also directed slashers from 2001.
3: Oh nice.
2: Uh-huh, which is a totally different goofy movie oh, and it. a whole the,
3: We're the, looking at the cover art right now. It's actually a ton of <laughs> it's a ton of fun if you watch it
2: in the right way and everybody knows this was the movie with the girl with the tits that cried. Oh No, no. The whole movie, you're waiting for this. This girl's running around topless, but you can't see anything. And one of the
0: the killers in it is
2: trying to get her to show her tits. And she's just like, fine, you want to see them here? And you do. And you're like, oh, no. But but (laughs) it it looks
1: like Morris Devereux has only Mm. done horror, correct?
2: Yeah, that's all he's done. And this was his last movie. He hasn't done anything since this.
1: I'm
3: really surprised. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised that this movie doesn't get talked about more because –
1: before I mean, this, not, not, I, I hadn't heard of it. I I had no, never heard of this movie. Nobody's
2: heard of this movie. And uh, kids, I, I mean I was gonna like not say anything until you said something. This movie is fucking amazing. It's so disturbing.
3: Yeah, no, I it is. I was even within the first like five minutes, I I, I uh, was watching this on our little like laptop thing with yeah. headphones and I like physically jumped in the first five minutes.
1: Well, and yeah. I, I, th- I think it's especially scary if you're a city dweller yeah, and you're totally. somebody who commutes on trains. I mean, this is yes. I mean, being, being on a train in the subway or, or in Chicago, you know, in the, in the underground, like when you're, when you're on a train below ground, you are really, really vulnerable to so many mm-hmm. things. And this movie really plays on that. Yeah. And it really works very well. Cause I, uh, all of the jumps in this movie for me were, yeah. I jumped <laughs> at all of them.
3: I'm, I'm gonna say though, in the within like the first 15 minutes, there's about five jump scares. I'm like, oh okay, God, yeah. like let's let us like let us yeah, settle into this movie a little. I bit. have an anxiety problem. <laughs>
2: yeah. They front, they, well, granted, they front load the jump scares, but don't rely on them for most of the movie. Yeah,
3: that's totally. Yeah. They're, that's they're,
2: they're executed the way jump scares should be executed. Yeah, totally. As in, you just, don't get dan it dan it dan it dan it dan it dan it. Right.
3: Silence. We were just commenting, though.
2: Silence. On the... Count one, two, three. Jump. You can yeah. like you can time them out now. There's a rhythm to them, and if you know the rhythm, they're not scary anymore. It's like, and it's gonna be quiet for three seconds. One, two, three. Boom.
3: Yeah. Well, we were commenting though. Um, the opening music is a lot like uh, Clue. I mean, it's like that. Do 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 do
0: do do Yeah. Like,
3: <laughs> I yep. loved it.
2: Yep. I love the music for this. I was really listening to it this time because it's all. It's mostly. St- uh, violins and cellos, mm-hmm. which adds gravitas to the whole thing, which it needs because yeah, we're no. dealing with big issues in this movie. I mean,
3: apart from some of the acting, I mean, this movie's pretty fucking good.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I what agree. I was going to say about the acting as well, like sometimes I'd be like, "That's the scene is kind of it's hit or miss, hit I or mean, miss with the acting." But when it came came down to everybody's big scene, everybody delivers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Totally.
1: It's an
2: ensemble cast. There are a billion characters, and almost all of them have a moment to really shine.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a really good point.
3: Yeah, I think Which the only it? actor that I was continuously <laughs> not liked with was the uh, the main blonde villain, rapey guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, can I on, tell you?
2: Can yours. I tell you? I never come across movie characters ever. Very, very rarely named Patrick. <laughs> and that's that one. <laughs> and it's this one. <laughs> Great. Because I've noticed patterns. Like like you know, my ex-partner was Brad. So every time there was a movie with a Brad in it, I would start making fun of him. And I realized, huh, every time there's a Brad in the movie, he's either the coolest person on the planet or the biggest douche.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. My my ex fiance my my ex fiance's name is Ben. And now, whenever I meet a Ben or see a Ben on TV or any sort of Ben thing, I'm like, no, it's just not going to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, I already. I, hate I can't him. even look at you.
3: Yeah, and I think so, uh, Andrew is such a 1980s name. Oh my god,
1: that, like, like nobody totally. named
3: Andrew anymore. <laughs> yes,
2: so, Andrew. I don't know. Well, maybe Hamilton will bring it back. Oh, maybe. it's Alexander. Never mind. <laughs> well, same. We'll same fix that in place. post.
0: <laughs>
1: Andrew Hamilton. <laughs>
2: I'm dumb. I really enjoyed the main girl in this, though.
3: Yeah. Uh, no, I, I liked almost the whole cast. I mean, we
2: got Buff Guy. You know, we got... Oh, my. Yeah, her name is Alona Elkin, and she she works a lot, but it's nothing I've ever heard of, so I'm guessing it's a lot of Canadian TV. So good for yeah. her. But She's yeah, probably- um, <clears throat> Neil Napier, the guy, the Buff Guy you were talking about, he does... He works a lot as well, but he does a ton of voice work for video games. If you've played oh. any of the Assassin's Creed games,
0: you've mm-hmm. played
3: with Neil Napier.
0: That's oh. awesome. No,
3: and I, I, he was and, one of those people that I saw that I was like, I know I've seen you and stuff, but I can't quite place it.
2: Yeah, he also played rugby, he was a professional rugby player. Oh, hello. And, yeah. Not a hey, problem man. for me. And me uh, like for those of you who've seen Slashers and know how much we idolized all the Slashers in Slashers, he was Preacher Man and Chainsaw Charlie. So, Allison, I just told Allison the Wacky from that episode that I just saw Chainsaw Charlie in another movie and like her panties flew
3: through the internet and hit me in the face oh my god (laughs) when I said
2: I'm like and he's hot
3: (laughs) yeah no I was I was like physically upset when I thought he was gonna die at the beginning (laughs) I was like no don't kill him yet
1: (laughs) what what's what's the guy's name that wears the ringer tee through the through the movie and he gets and he her main love interest? They're, they are they are in flagrante delecto on the train. Oh,
2: yeah. I don't know. I, he, oh. he looks like... Oh, my gosh.
1: Was that John? Uh, yeah, yeah that his name is John.
2: So yeah, He's yeah, John yeah. Jonathan, yeah. So, um, he,
1: I, I thought he was so cute. The entire he was
2: super thing. cute, and he had a Paul Rudd thing going on. Yeah, Yeah, yes, totally, yes, totally. Thank you. The other thing I really... Uh, what, on a rewatch, I s- said, this guy knows how to write women horror characters.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, like all of those. these
2: women are tough. Even, even crying girl has her moments mm-hmm. that, girl, you know, are you she, talking
3: about the girl that's in the cult spoiler. Oh,
2: Oh, we didn't say which one. No. Yeah. 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 But no, she's, yeah. There, there is a member of the cult who's reluctant. Yes. Who's not taking part in what's going on, which we haven't gotten into yet. When she has moments, when she's cornered, she doesn't turn into crying girl. She fights.
3: Yeah. And Same I with the, food. uh, I did love the evolution of the, the Asian woman. from uh, Julie. Yeah. Yeah. From her being kind of this, uh, timid, I, I'm, timid I'm, you know, reluctant to fight back against my uh rapist and you yeah. like basically badass bitch with a hammer <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah Yeah. okay so mostly this is following the story of karen uh, karen yeah. karen karen who is a, a doctor or she works at some sort of mental facility and they are on overload yeah people are going crazy like not going crazy like crazy but we meet her first
1: there's an eclipse
2: this movie kicks off with a fantastic nightmare scene
1: Oh, oh, my, my God, God. Yes. yeah. like I, And honestly, honestly, one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Like it, was, it was so well executed. Did not expect it. it I, th- I thought it was brilliant. I, re- I really did.
3: Yeah, uh-huh. no, I thought the and, beginning, I, I, I was in for a treat after I saw this beginning.
2: <laughs> well, when you watch it again, you'll start, if you, which I'm sure you will, you'll start to notice things. There are so many layers going on in this movie that they don't point out.
0: Hmm.
3: Yeah, I need to watch that. I I
0: honestly kind of
3: I wanted to watch this again
0: before she's on
2: when she's on the subway, she's looking at an envelope, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. a big manila envelope. And the words written on the envelope are clavicep,
3: purpurea, ergot. What is that? Did you did you look up the translation? Uh huh. What What is it? It's not a translation. Clavicep, purpurea is a disease. Oh
2: caused by the ingestion of the uh, uh ergot which is uh, a fungus oh. which, which grows on rye bread that's been stored improperly. Oh
1: come on.
2: Hold on a second and it ergot poisoning is suspected to have been responsible for both the seizures and the religious mania that caused the Salem witch trials.
1: Shut oh, up. My oh my god, okay. Did not ugh. Okay, so I remember seeing those words on the envelope. Mm -hmm. And I I just thought it was like the names of of like cult members or something. Uh That blows my mind right now. That is so smart. That detail is... Hence,
2: the
3: muffins.
1: Yeah. Because I did think like, I thought all
3: along that um, the muffins were somehow a part of this, and it didn't really ever pay off like in the actual plot, oh, they now do. that you're saying that. They do, that but you, yes. well,
2: when you come back to it from another angle, you're like, well, wait a minute, this casts a whole other shadow of what is wow. going on here.
1: Holy funk. Mm, yeah. Well done. Well done, Morris Devereaux. Well yeah. done.
2: Uh-huh. And, and they, they they reference it several times to the movie, like when you first meet Julie, the Asian girl we were just talking about, she's got her headphones on in the subway, and she's jamming out, singing along with a song.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And she sings, Tonight we're going to dance in St. Anthony's Fire. Wow. St. Anthony's Fire is the other name for air god poisoning because it was also famous for wiping out a monastery. Oh my God. In Europe.
0: Let's form a choir, let's jump into the pyre. Bring on the witches, bring on the saints, because tonight we're going.
3: Fire. Wow, this movie is so much more deep than I'm giving it credit for.
2: <laughs> yeah, like no, now, no, so they, now I,
1: I really want to go back and really pick these things out.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know, there's just well, we're at the hospital, we're just establishing that this craziness and there's an eclipse tonight and there's a full moon, so clearly, shit, this is like getting in line because you're also getting the little, you know, 24 style time code things, letting yeah, you know we out counting yeah. down to something bad. I just wanted to point it out. I was sad he wasn't in the movie more but i'm also glad he wasn't because he didn't die or we didn't see him die but there was that little like there was there was a there was that intern cuddle monkey like hey he's so cute i was just want to like squeeze him
1: <laughs> he was he was totally cute well and there's like
3: a great there's a great like friend dynamic amongst the co-workers at yeah. the hospital that you never really get more of and i right. thought that they need more part of the plot
2: but. right but there's another great jump scare at the hospital
3: yeah I mean, this, this thing is definitely, like we said, front-loaded with jump scares. Because and then we was, settle into it.
2: Yes. Uh, we also very briefly meet this character named Vivian Lee and for a while there was like seven movies I saw in a row that had an Asian character named Vivian Lee and I'm sorry if your character is named Vivian Lee and she's not starring in Gone with the Wind or Streetcar Named Desire right. I've got a problem why did you build the name of one of the most famous actresses ever
3: <laughs> yeah so is that the girl that we see throw herself in front of the train yes yeah okay so yeah, that's, mean- that's that scene I, so there, there is very interesting about that scene I, I had never seen this movie before but I had seen that scene in like scariest oh, had you. like yeah like scariest scenes like on youtube like oh, okay. stuff. interesting and i never knew what it was from and finally when we we're watching this i was like oh but i do have a question about that scene is she hallucinating is it like because they say that she wasn't ready to leave the hospital but here's my thing to okay
2: uh, since we're gonna go here there is an argument you know since <sighs> In this movie, there is the, the, what do they call it? The church, there's a religious organization called the Voice of the Eternal Hope that we keep seeing referenced in posters and like little mm-hmm. side references to them.
0: Yeah, and, it's laid
3: on a little thick.
2: <laughs> and a little fundraiser where you, a muff, you know, take a muffin and leave a donation. And you see people eating muffins throughout the movie and people making mm-hmm. comments about the muffins. So we know there's something up with the muffins, but we never know what, but now you do.
3: I'm glad you pointed that out because I did not get the reference. But, and um, that leads to a whole nother level. Of- so people, yeah, people
2: argue like, so is, oh, okay, no, we're getting into spoiler territory. I'm- tread carefully. Yeah, I do have to tread carefully. You know what, fine. We're going to put a pin in that. Yeah. I mean, it. It, well
1: People. it's just it's in two thousand seven. So go see it. You know, speaking <laughs> of the muffins, the, the the mention of muffins in this just makes me think about this this old character in Chicago. And this in Friday the thirteenth part two, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So yeah, so like in, in Chicago though, when, yeah, when I when lady. I first moved here, we would always go to this bar called Danny's and called Danny's Muffins. huh awesome. And so there was this lady called Shirley the Muffin Lady. And surely the muffin lady would literally walk from bar to bar with a basket of muffins on her arm Uh and she would sell them for 10 bucks each. They were worth ten bucks because they were all pot muffins. Oh, it was okay. Amazing! And you ate one, and you like could sing all night and be crazy and ridiculous on a whole so, other level. <laughs> yeah, it was so, so much fun. Muffins always a
2: Did you see God, Andrew? Is that? What you
1: I <laughs> think God through her muffin. I sometimes I did. I'm pretty sure.
2: Uh huh. I, I see the connection. It, well, it just calls into question how much of what's happening in this is really happening. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: exactly. I
3: think that that. I mean, not to go right to the end. Ending, but that maybe is part of the ending i let me just say let me just say since
2: this is front loaded at the beginning we see these demons both in karen's nightmare at the beginning and mm-hmm. stalking vivian lee at the subway station yes. that have flesh that's partially grown over their eyes and over their mouths
3: yeah mm-hmm. and let, can i uh, preface it, your for your I, listeners really quick mm-hmm. don't look up the box art for this yeah, No, I I agree. don't don't look at it no. because it gives away something that you don't want to know
2: yeah, until agree. you watch them agree.
3: I agree. I agree.
2: If they're hallucinations, people are having hallucinations of the same thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say what's happening is happening.
3: I kind of like that- the idea that it's all mania though. I kind of like that.
1: Yeah. Funny. Well, I, I, li- I, li- just- I like that you have sort of an option, right? Yeah. I, I like that, you know, knowing now about the, the rye bread and the muffins you know, knowing that that's a possibility or knowing that it that is working in conjunction with what could be real demons right here, right now. Ah, spoiler. <laughs> that, that is? Oh, it is. Oh, God, sorry, Patrick.
2: No, it's okay. No, this is why uh, – this is fine. This is a tough one to talk about. It's just like – because, yeah, it could be fueling – these muffins could be f- enough to fuel
1: right, sure. this kind
2: of religious mania and also these things that people are seeing. Mm-hmm. And why the, the cult members themselves are saying, I keep seeing Satan. Satan's after me. He's under yeah. attack because they're having hallucinations from these muffins that they've been stuffing down. Because he's had this religious leader has had his followers fasting for three days on nothing but uh, rye bread and muffins.
1: Right. Yes, exactly.
2: And I'm sure if they made muffins, they're making their own rye bread, too. Right. <laughs> so we're making sure that everybody's getting super dosed for this big night. And a, they're all coming. The ones that are on the subway, they're all coming from a big gathering
3: yeah i i did love the uh the the beeper moment
2: <laughs> like, it's like why are they all beepers well there's a certain point where somebody goes does somebody have a cell phone and one person had one i'm like this is yeah. show so <laughs> 2007. Yep, <laughs>
3: yeah, big time. it's the only time there's an excuse for there's no signal
2: <laughs> yeah the fact that the beepers worked underground amazes me because we still i still can barely get my phone to work underground
1: oh same exactly well i they mean uh, sometimes yeah, they say this wi-fi but they lie well, the CTA actually exp- – It's, got, it's Chicago gotten a little Transit bit Transit Authority
3: right? has uh, expanded the Verizon network to be underground. Yeah. So it's a little bit better for us, but not. Yeah. Great. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so
2: Karen is upset because she found – because Vivian Lee was a patient from her, and she's angry because they let her out too soon. She told them mm-hmm. not to do that. So she's upset, and she finds this envelope that Vivian Lee left for her, which is the same envelope that's on the train. Yeah. Remember Different hallucination writing. at the beginning. Different writing, right? Different words. But in it, there are drawings, one of which is of witches being burned.
3: Mm-hmm. I thought that that was going to come into it more. I thought that she, I thought that that was a premonition for Karen. I thought uh-huh. that she was going to end up getting, like, burned at the stake, essentially. It's just another
2: nod. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what's in the others because there's a nice jump scare in there, which I just kind of spoiled. It's a good, actually, it's not in the pictures. But anyway, this scene is very scary, but I'm not going to spoil this one because it's well executed and never mind. Let's just keep going. So she's upset. She's just on the subway home. It's late at night. She's a lady all alone on the subway. And there's a creeper. You got a cigarette?
0: No, I don't. Oh, come on. Just one cigarette. Look, I don't have any. I don't smoke, Okay. Oh, well, don't be afraid of lung cancer. you got to live in the moment, pretty lady. <laughs> Carpetium <diem> and shit. <laughs> Enjoy it now, because I might not be here tomorrow. What you read? Look, we can have an unfinished... Hey, what's your name? Oh, well, that's all right. You don't have to tell me your name. I already know it. God, face. Can, can you tell me about the creeper, boys?
3: Well, that guy... <sighs> I, I, what, what is his name? Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> God, the worst name ever. Clearly he, a
2: villain. <laughs> clearly a devious son of a bitch.
3: Right. Uh, he's no he, Delia, yeah, that's for sure. He's a uh, not a friendly character. He meets Karen on the platform to the subway, where he is basically trying throughout this entire movie. He's trying to rape every single woman that's in front of her. Yeah. Right. There's
1: there's just no way around that. Yeah. <laughs> right.
3: And you can tell that he is very sexually frustrated, and you find out later why. He's just a big old creeper, and he's yeah. ugly, and I don't like him.
2: <laughs> and and I, I, I this, again, like you're saying, the subway is a terrifying place, especially that's one of those times when you're the only person there, and there's somebody yeah. frightening. Yeah.
3: Well, and especially for women. I mean, yeah, especially that, for women, that is a place where you are susceptible to being attacked. You're and, vulnerable. Yeah, it's and it, it and it shouldn't be that way, but. It has evolved that way. Like yeah, that's that's yeah. what it's become. And I, I think that any woman that uh, is, you know, walking alone at night, even in a parking lot, has been told their entire life, you know, hold your keys between your fingers because yeah. you should expect that someone's going to attack you. And that's not the way Have that we your should pepper be thinking. Spray on the yeah, we should it's... not be thinking that way. But this movie does highlight those those fears yeah exactly
2: exactly and she gets she's trying to get away from him and she's doing the right thing like trying not to engage and just walk away and fortunately there's a white knight also there on the platform (laughs) yeah big geeky mike oh he's so cute
1: i think i I am so attracted to geekiness (laughs) and so i i love him Uh
2: uh-huh uh-huh well he's been working like crazy and actually i worked with him on something Oh,
0: oh really? really? No way. He was in
2: White House Down. He was in Independence Day, whatever that redemption, whatever that sequel was, the remake was. But he was on the sitcom called Manhattan Love Story that got canceled after four episodes. That I was, oh my on God, that was for fun. An
1: episode.
2: Yeah. My episode never aired.
1: <laughs> oh, Patrick.
2: It's all right. <laughs> yeah. We we'll see it right here, 2014. And I didn't recognize him. He's a lot hunkier now. Oh,
1: all right. I'm interested. Is he he rich?
2: I don't know. Well, uh, I don't know. His show got canceled. They probably exported him back to Canada. Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, get out, <laughs> Nicholas.
1: Call oh my me. God. Call me when you're back on up.
3: No, I liked him in this movie. I, I he did a nice job of being not only like geeky, but also kind of like lovable, and like you're rooting for him and the Karen to get together.
1: Yeah, but I'm not in like agreed. a weird way. You yeah, know? and he wasn't he wasn't heavy handed with anything. Yeah, right there, which like I really appreciate.
3: When she is basically, so they meet on the platform, and you know they have the interaction to get her away from the rapey guy, and then she's kind of like, you know, I, I've had a rough day. I kind of don't want to talk to anybody. I just need some alone time. Yeah. And he totally respects that. And he's totally like, no problem. Yeah, I'll be here. It's
1: just like pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. is. It's,
2: it's but yeah,
3: exactly. And he says, and I'm just going to
2: stay nearby just in case that guy comes back. Yeah. It's totally charming. The- and,
3: he, and he, once the electricity goes out on the um, train, he comes to like, make sure she's okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's your classic nice guy. And in any other world, <laughs> he would probably be written off into the friend zone. <laughs> uh-huh. absolutely absolutely you know that guy in the
2: subway platform he was really rude and really creepy but i can't stop thinking about him right (laughs) maybe i'll just just go back there maybe he'll be back you know that kind of stupid stuff anyway so yeah so that she gets back on there the train comes they get on their separate cars and what i think was neat here this is where you meet most of the rest of the cast but all of the scenes they show are technically happening at the same time, but they handle that in a really clear way.
3: Yeah. No, I did like the little time jump that they do. Yeah, during, several time jumps. Yeah, where you find, like, you understand, like, why the train got stopped, why uh-huh. the electricity's out. Kind of the a start of every, all the action. I really uh-huh. liked that. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. And so you get to meet a whole bunch of other characters and there are certain people on the subway who are just really happy and they're, the guys dress, are kind of so dressed similarly. Similarly, And the guys are all kind of dressed like SS officers. Ooh, I didn't put that together. But yeah, I would, now with, I know. With, yeah. with
1: really bad ties. I just got yeah. to get browsers,
2: over. How they're how browsers, yeah, and, Ooh. And, and And at a certain point, mayhem starts breaking out and technically it's all happening at the same time. So we keep jumping back in time, but you never lose where you are. Like they, the way these scenes are filmed, they don't use the same tricks to tell you this is happening at the same time.
3: Right. No, I, it uses um, blackout as kind of the transition. And I, I thought that was handled really well. Right. Yeah. Or
2: it'll be something like you'll be, uh, there'll be two characters sitting there having a conversation as the train's pulling into a station. And you see Karen and Mike on right. the platform about to get on. She's you're like, oh, we just went back in time.
3: Yeah, or you hear like, or you'll
2: hear that where you'll hear the same
3: the conductor PA record yeah.
2: uh, announcement or something like that. It's all right. they don't use the same trick every time, but it's really smoothly handled. And As a filmmaker, I'm like, that's a neat trick to,
3: pick, to pull Yeah. Off. I, I love that conductor moment because I think we've all been on the subway where they're making announcements and you're like, Jesus Christ! Like, I cannot understand what they're saying. Yes, Why seriously? This is the day and age of technology, and you can't upgrade those damn speakers. <laughs>
1: You know? So, P- Patrick, when did you first see this film?
2: This movie, it was a while ago. It was probably 2009. I just started listening to the Night of Living podcast. Oh, okay. Podcast, who are my fairy podfathers, even though they're not.
3: Uh, they were my very first podcast I ever listened to.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. They're the first one I fell in love with.
3: Yeah, it was them and um, – oh, God, I'm blanking. Bloody good horror. Sure, the, the, sure those sure. Two. Yeah. I know them well. They're all good people.
2: They covered the movie, and they just said we – like, don't – they covered – they talked about it in the vaguest way possible, and Freddie was just like, don't Google it. Right. Don't watch the trailer. Don't read about it. Just watch it.
3: Yeah. And that's why I was so happy that you sent this to us, and I didn't look up anything. yeah. yeah. And I just watched it, and I was – Honestly, completely caught off guard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So it it, it sort of makes me nostalgic for like two thousand seven because that's sort of the way that it was then. mm -hmm. I mean I didn't I didn't have an iPhone in two thousand seven. I didn't I wasn't constantly on my phone or on a screen looking things up. I just went and watched stuff. Yeah. Um, And I I sort of miss just going to be like pleasantly surprised at things mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because now I feel like any film that I see. I know everything about it before I watch. it's like, I've watched the movie without watching it.
2: Yeah. I have to actively not follow things. Like I'm yeah, not I'm following anything about Halloween. Right. Yeah. Right. No, right. Same. It's, like, it's not it's, watching it's a trailer. Like, I don't want to know. i uh, like, I
3: give also, me,
2: you're not
1: missing much.
3: <laughs> give me one trailer and then I will decide if I want to see it or if I don't want to see it, you don't have to jam it down my throat. it's
2: true it's true anyway back to the movie Um, sorry tangent while 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 the movie is stopped these people who are spread throughout different cars you know there's they're they're all coming home from we find out from this religious group that we've been introduced to the ones with the muffins the voice of hope that are raising money to help kids on crutches yeah that they're like oh it's good to see the reverend yes it was so yeah empowering to hear him speak and then beepers start going off
3: and then and the murders were,
1: begin. Not your drug dealer. And the murders begin.
3: And honestly, I, I didn't... So considering this was 2007, I didn't know what to expect on the level of gore. Holy
2: shit. And, Whoa. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Holy shit. This movie is gory as hell, and it's all practical. And every yeah. effect is more ghoulish than
3: the last. And there is no bars hold, like held. It no. is right in your face yeah. stabbing women stabbing pregnant people stabbing everything yeah it is not fun
2: <laughs> no 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 no. it's a great movie but it is not a fun one it's not a party movie
3: you will kill your party right literally Ooh. yeah you don't want to this is not like a so I, I think that we all have those movies like hey you know throw a couple back or you know pick your favorite poison and have fun with a movie this is not that movie this yeah. is definitely
2: not that movie because this this subway car is a bloodbath instantly and jumping back a bit mike mike comes looking for her looking for karen because she's alone so they're together and then this older woman joins them mm-hmm. she was scared I
0: hope i'm not interrupting any hanky panky but i was all alone back there it's all right ma'am you can come join us yeah yeah the more the merrier thank god i was a little scared i heard voices outside and i saw a strange man walking on the track he wasn't a train worker. didn't look
2: like... She's like, oh, I'm just so happy to find other people. And she's this nice, kind old woman until her beeper goes off.
3: Right. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. God. put the knife down. You don't want to hurt anybody else or yourself, not do you? I'm sorry. But it's for your own good, my children. You must be saved. Time of reckoning is upon us all. Brothers, sisters, hear the voice.
2: Hope is God. God is love.
3: Right in That's the, the first one, right? That's the first person that you get the, the beeper moment with. Yeah,
2: She reaches in her purse, takes out a crucifix, which by the way, the bottom of it was a huge ass knife, and stabs Mike in the back. And I had to say, at this point, I got a little concerned because although the props got better with everybody else, her knife prop looks horrible.
3: Yeah. The,
2: it there's looks like a couple
3: a things off. in here that you see that are um, – if they probably had more money – it would probably look better, but of course, uh, of, course of course. I, but-
1: I think the, the, the budget for this was like 200k. So I mean, they didn't have a whole really? lot of money yet. Oh my god, they did! But, awesome but I then. think I think that for that, they did a really great job because yeah. ma- the makeup alone in this movie, for I mean, for you all you'll see the makeup alone though was really well done. Mm-hmm. So I was I was very and not to mention like the the entire aesthetic of the movie I think is well done. Everything is is really put together very well. The subway scenes are really well shot. Yeah, all, the all, all, the, all the train yeah. cars are, are fantastic. Like it was, uh, they did a great job. Oh,
2: you're getting a little crackly, so I don't know if you want to check your
1: wires for a second. Oh, let's check one second here. Give us just a moment.
2: The internet, what are you going to do?
1: I think it must just be the internet connection right now because everything is...
2: Yeah, there's nothing we could do about that. So we'll sucks. just continue on like everything's fine. But anyway, I said that, knife, that prop knife is really stupid and then she started using it and I shut up. <laughs> because immediately the yeah. effects are this over the top savage. and savage and i'm like what the what what the, what, shit, what? Yeah. So thinking, normally in a movie like this tonight you just need a oh, one little stab and like a couple of drops nah there's like gallons
3: <laughs> everywhere yeah that part was a little over the top like she stabbed him once and like a gallon of blood <laughs> goes on the window <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was needed I'd say, I mean, yeah, it was over the top, but it definitely set the tone of what you're in oh, for. Oh, yeah, and, totally. And the same thing is going on all over the train. People are being butchered left and right, and it's horrifying.
3: Yeah, and I will say there was a sense of dread to where you didn't know who was going to be your main cast. Like, uh, you're like, is this Asian woman going to make it? Is this Hunky Guy oh. going to make it? Like, who's going to be our cast here? Because yeah. there's a, a ton of people that
2: get disposed yeah, of right, really quick. Right. Yeah, and what I think is neat, too, is even with the cult members, mm-hmm. you get to know them. And that's what makes this movie so effective, that it's an ensemble piece all the way around. All these people on the train, maybe not the ones who die right away, but everybody gets their moment to shine. Everybody gets their moment, but you but you get inside everybody's head a little bit. So when they die, it means, it means something. something. Yeah, uh, I, totally. And it means a lot because they all die fucking horribly. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean – so, uh, I mean, we'll get to it, but, I mean, there's even kid death in this. Yeah. You know? Like,
1: yeah, it's, I mean, it's brutal
3: as hell. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, it, it really, it takes you through that, that whole panoply of, of what death could be in a situation, and you really have to deal with it. Yeah. It's, I, think it's, I think it's well done. It's very, uh-huh. very, very I, good. Agree. I agree. I agree. Know, I know one thing, too, about this film that makes it so effective right now, I think, is that, like, you know, you know we, we talk about horror in real life all the time. And I think, you know, what's, what scares me about this movie is that I, it, I think it's something that actually, like, like could happen, you know? And uh, so, like, especially with today's, like, fundamentalism that mm-hmm. you find in politics and religion mm-hmm. and, and... And
2: that it's on the
1: rise. Yeah, and racist sensibilities and, you know, and white supremacy. Like, this is a story that, like, you know, given a few little changes here and there, like, this could be you one day right. on the subway in Chicago or in New York. Okay, so
2: listeners, listeners. A couple of days ago, I sent the boys a message. I just finished rewatching this because oh, we were God, supposed yes. to record this on Thursday, but that's not the point right now. And <laughs> Maddie had to work. Work, <laughs> bitch. He had to uh, work. So, but that's yeah, fine. That's, that's fine. Too. I'm not. And then he was late. Whatever. Okay, whatever. I'm not judging. Anyway, <laughs> it's me. I'm sorry. He made an entrance on the daily. Just remember, <laughs> he made an entrance, but. Right after I finished watching this movie, I was going into town because I live out in Queens. And so you have to go into the river on the subway. And while we're in the tunnel under the river, the train stopped. Ugh, and we were stuck there for 45 minutes. Jesus. Yeah. And I texted them while I was there. I'm like, I'm sitting here on the subway. I've been here for 45 minutes. And if I hear one beeper go off, I'm just going to start throwing bows. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah, going to ask noise. any questions. Fuck it. And they're like, what? I'm like, you'll get it. You'll understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We know now <laughs> but uh just to go back to the whole s- subway being terrifying thing i like to go on weird outings like when there's some kind of theater event that's you know a little different i will go to it this was a walking tour
0: mm-hmm.
2: where you got uh, headphones and you yep. were guided by this computer host who doesn't like you oh <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out other people like the other people in the group are hearing different things and at certain points, like the, the computer voice is turning you against each other. Like, do you see oh number God, 17? That's crazy. I don't think number 17 likes you. Or just really like it was, this idea. It was contemplating humanity. It's like, I don't understand you at all. You know?
1: <laughs> I want to do this. You,
2: you need to walk faster. You don't want to be the ones on the ends of the group. Oh my God. The ones on the end of the group are the ones who fall prey to predators. Am I correct? (laughs) (laughs) And only certain people are getting these messages? No, we're all getting mostly the same thing, but every now and then, when we were talking afterwards, people were told different things. Oh Oh my gosh. But at one point, we were on the subway. We started in Brooklyn, and we were coming back to New York. And she's like, I do not understand your subterranean travel. You've you've dug yourself into a hole. You are right now hundreds of feet beneath the ground where you naturally so cool. don't belong. Why do humans do this? Why do you continue to go to places you that nature has dictated you do not belong? Okay, this, this, what, is well, new, hold on. this is our
1: new psychic in Chicago. No what, one's out of this here well, yet.
2: What would happen if the train stopped mm. right now while you're on through this deep underground and the lights went out? What if it never started again? <laughs> Take a moment to look at the other people in the group. Yeah. Who do you think would be expendable?
1: God. As you like all look around at each other. And like everyone's like, uh, Who do you, you
2: think know? is looking at you? <laughs> so I'm thinking that too. I'm like, I'm 300 feet under a fucking river right now. I'm not yeah. supposed to be here.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I know that Maddie was involved in a train accident a couple of you know, yeah, years actually,
1: back. It's, Where are it- you? Yeah, it's actually funny. It was in 2007 when this movie that's came a, out. That's <sighs> hilarious, Maddie. Yeah, in Chicago, <laughs> not, not,
2: a, it was the funniest our, train accident I was look, ever in.
1: That was look, a weird way look, to phrase it, Maddie. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I mean, looking back now, I do laugh at it. But in 2007, all of our train lines here are are named after colors. So we have the blue line, and I was taking the blue line back to um, back to my apartment. And when we were underground, um, the car behind us, there was an explosion on on the last car. And, uh, the train rocked off the tracks and derailed and, uh, we were all stuck in the tunnel and that, that, that was a day that I definitely looked at my situation and I looked at this big wall of smoke that was barreling toward me in a train car. And I definitely thought, holy shit, I'm going to die right now. Uh-huh. And my literally that thing that they say, like your light flashing before your eyes that actually did happen. And then all of a sudden, my survival instincts just kicked into gear. Mm. And I grabbed these two ladies behind me, and we all told each other our names, and we hopped out of the car onto the side wall of the tunnel. Wow. And we all had to walk out. I mean, and. I can't remember how far we walked, but we walked a very long time until the fire department finally came down. No matter like, how we, far it
2: was, it's going to feel a million times longer than it oh actually my God. was. Yeah.
1: And, you know, and just like in this film, I mean, it was, it was totally dark. You don't know where you are. You, you, don't, you, you don't like know which way. You don't know where north is, and it freaks you out. Yeah. And you just can't. Well, the, the, the thought that you're going to be stuck down there forever where the oxygen is low, yeah. where you can not see any lights... It scares the ever-living fuck out of you. Well,
3: and you also have the added concern of don't step on the third rail. because The third rail
2: and rats (laughs) and people who live down there yeah, and stuff like that. It's all scary stuff. And this is kind of where I want to leave the plot a bit because the survivors, they have to take to the tunnels. It's a fight to survival. It's a fight to get above ground. Will they make it? I don't know because this is the end of the line for most of them
3: yeah i I, let me know where uh let me know what you want us to go to because there's one death that i was like physically upset about i was just
2: about to i was just about to one thing i wanted to say this is weird when i was rewatching it this time i could have sworn that muscle guy uh neil Mm -hmm. i could have sworn there was a scene where he came out we said i I have to get i have to get home to my boyfriend I could have sworn that was in there. It's not in there. So I think that I just wished it in there. That's
1: okay. <laughs> I do that all the time with, with every Zach Efron movie. It's fine.
2: I realize that. I realize that. But the fact that I was so firmly committed to this belief, I'm like, well, where's that scene? I'm like, rewinding? I'm like, it's not here. It Where didn't did it happen. Go? It <laughs> didn't happen. That scene never happened. We believe you,
1: Patrick. We believe you.
2: So he's gay for me. That character is gay for me. Yeah, for us and
3: always, yes, please he
2: didn't say he listeners
1: was. he's gay.
3: He didn't say he wasn't. <laughs> he just said he had to get home to his family. yes,
1: mm mm-hmm.
3: His yeah, triad. That, that was the. Uh, he had to get home to his triad. That was the. <laughs> that was the death I was most upset about because I was like, God damn it! He almost gets there, and then fucking bitch comes behind him.
2: That old lady. That old lady is terrifying. One of the things that she says. There's a part where they're all holed up in a in one like uh, I don't know some. It's like a rail station. Maintenance, a maintenance room. This is the first one. Maintenance room where they meet more characters for the, for, the, for the meat grinder. And the believers are trying to get in, and the woman's pounding on the door. And the thing is, these people are being so nice about it. Mm-hmm.
0: They're, they're like, being so the nice about it. killing it.
2: We're trying to save you. We need to send you home to God. Because what they're saying is, when you learn from when they're talking to each other, that the, the end is coming now. And you mm-hmm. have to send as many people home to God now as you can because everyone's still alive when the demons rise. Right. Are doomed. Yeah. So they genuinely think that they're, that they're saving, saving people. people. Mm-hmm. And she's, it's this, she's leaning on the door and she's yelling through the door, but it's a shot from underneath. So it's like, so her face is kind of all distorted from gravity. It's a very scary mm-hmm. shot. And she's just
0: like, listen well, my children. You want to enter the kingdom of heaven? You will open this door and let us do God's holy work. Open your hearts to God and you will be saved.
2: Open your heart to God. And I thought, literally. They literally want to open your heart to God. Yeah, Mm -hmm. That's what they've been doing all night. And they gave me the oogie boogies. In another movie, at another time, I would have giggled about that.
3: Mm -hmm. I didn't giggle here. It's, it's, it, it's borderline with this movie. There, yeah. There's some over-the-top moments with the cult members where you're like, oh, come on. But it doesn't, it doesn't quite get there. Like they, they ride that line very seriously where yeah. you're, you're borderline, but never quite goes to comic. Yeah. yeah.
2: The thing that amazes me about this movie is that given the number of deaths in it, mm-hmm. you never get numb to them. Every death no, is shocking. just as shocking. No. And upsetting as the last cool. one. And to be honest with you that,
3: you know, the people that quote unquote live, you, you don't know who those people are going to be. You know, it, it does a great job of carving out characters. It does yes. a great job of giving you enough to hold on to each and every character and care about them.
2: Yeah. Which is so rare in horror movies <laughs> these days. Normally, they uh, so many movies these days make characters that are deliberately obnoxious and yeah, thin, totally. so that they're just disposable. And to have characters that are this richly written, given the amount of screen time some of them have, like I'm thinking, some of the cult members. There's one who's a little bit reluctant. That whole mm-hmm. plot line is really interesting.
3: Yeah. Well, and I think we need to talk about.
2: Um, I mean, I mean the guy. I meant the guy because there's also one among the group. Who's yeah, who's not participating, but there's one who is participating who doesn't want to. And there's lots of levels going on with him. But he, like, it, I don't want to do it
3: like it's uh, you can see in his face that he is horrified by what they are doing. But he knows that if he doesn't participate, then they're going to kill him. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we get the one guy who has the wife that's in the cult.
2: Oh, the, 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 the subway worker. Isn't Frankie, some,
3: Frankie. We, We went somewhere with that character that I was not expecting. That was
2: jaw-dropping.
3: Yeah. That whole
2: scene was jaw-dropping, and they put a button on it.
3: Oh, my effing god!
2: And then they put a button on the button. Oh. And this is a spoiler territory, and I hope you know what I'm talking about. And if you've seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. When the hand closes. Yep. Like, you didn't need to do that. I was already shocked, and I was right. already horrified. I did not need to see the last moments of that character
3: ooze out of them. <laughs> I have not seen a uh, death like that yeah. since yeah. The remake that was, oof, yikes. Was
2: and considering
3: one of those characters,
2: we literally just, two of those characters, technically, we just met. Yep. And I was horrified for them.
3: Yep. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, we can we can kind of speculate, but, w- you know, what is actually going on here? You know, is Are, are there.
2: We're going to
1: come back.
3: OK,
2: OK. We're gonna come back. Right, what I want to do, on. what I want to do, we'll play high point, and low point. OK.
1: OK. Yeah. Like, what
2: was your favorite? Who's your favorite character? What was your favorite part?
1: Um, or not
2: the favorite think, um, or the most impactful part.
3: Uh, I think for me, high point is Karen. I, I think that she does a great job of carrying the movie mm-hmm. and making us really like her. Yes. Um, I think that really the high point for her character is the end. I, and I don't want to say what the end is. We'll but get there. Well, uh, yeah. Her reactions and, and, and the very end scene, her acting there, I think is just like, spot on
1: agreed <laughs> i agree and, you know for for me i i i really love that john because he's so cute um but also i i love i love mike for all the reasons that we've already discussed right i, I think he's just he's a he's a well-written character.
2: Yeah, well geeky, yeah, he, geeky love interest more than hero, heroes so.
1: right right which I, I just think is really charming and fun and, and it's hard to find that i think and then you know f- favorite moments for me i think um, like i 've already said that the the first opening nightmare moment I just think yeah. is is seriously so well done
3: I was scared
1: yeah, I, so was I, and I think though in general like in general for me, the whole movie as a moment for me is really great because mm-hmm. what I like to think about watching this movie is man what if what if the cult is right like what if what if they 're not lying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean, and like that 's the thing is. Sometimes, you know, your enemies, you want to keep them away from you, of course, and you, you don't want to believe in anything that they're saying, but wouldn't it be terrifying in real life if, if what your fucking weird fundamentalist enemies were was saying was actually true? Yeah. Right. How yeah. scary would that be? Yeah.
2: And you're finding out at the last moment. <laughs> at yeah. Last yeah. Moment you the
3: you have not <laughs> been a part of the conversation.
1: Yeah. yeah exactly.
2: Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's scary stuff. What I wanted to go back to with Karen. This is something that's completely that's beyond her control, but something I liked about her was that she kept reminding me of other actresses in the horror genre. Totally. Th- in the best possible way. At a certain times, she reminded me of Briggs Stevens. Mm-hmm. At certain times, mm. this is not horror, but she reminded me of Meryl Streep.
3: Oh, interesting.
2: In her looks. Oh, like sometimes the camera that. angle would yeah. hit her. I'm like She's totally Meryl right now. But for the most part, she reminded me of Jill Scholand. From Popcorn and Stepfather. and mm, Oh, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
3: And those are three great people. And she reminded me a lot of the actress that's in House of the Devil. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yes,
1: I have. Not, yeah, but, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have no sure, idea what her name about is. About but it. yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. These are all great things. I mean, again, not in her control. But to have that popping out at me, there's great things to associate. Totally. You, if you're going to be the backbone of the movie. Which I love. I like I that a lot. My favorite part, it's kind of, oh, God, Jesus. It's so hard to say. You know what? Mine is in the spoiler territory. So I'm going to call it now, kids. From here on out, here there be spoilers. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> you have not seen End of the Line track it down. It is not available streaming anywhere that I can find. If you have Netflix DVD, like I still do, it's available there. You might even get the copy that I had. Ooh, sexy. (laughs) It's got my DNA on it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What? I really like the movie. Okay. No, honestly, I will say, No, no, I would say it's a buy. It's a buy. Yeah. I I would say to your listeners, go on Amazon, pay the 15 bucks for the DVD. It's a, trust us. It's a blind buy. And don't look at the cover. (laughs) If you can't (laughs) open.
1: it. Yeah, I mean, buy it, buy it, and have the pleasure of introducing your friends to it because they're going to have the same reaction that we did after Patrick sent it to us. Yeah, and and they will thank you for it, and you will be a hero, and everyone will love you forever.
2: Okay, so we're going to take a little break, little brief musical break, and when we come back, spoilerific. We warn
0: you. Okay,
2: welcome to the Spoiler Territory, <laughs> kids. All right, here's the thing. At about the three-quarter mark, some new characters are introduced. What are those new characters, guys? Do you know what I'm talking about? It, it, uh, Demons! T- <laughs> okay, well, I, that's not three-quarters.
1: That's because it's spoiler territory. Yeah, right? No, but
2: I mean, the like, ones you see at like the end start showing up in the movie. Well, whatever it is, whatever it is. I did. I don't do math, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm from the other side of the brain. Thank you very much. Thank you for pointing out my infirmities.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. No, uh, you yeah. You start to so, see
2: demon characters, and you're like, what, instead of the cult members, like, what is that? These, bla- these black... Birthed out of the dead bodies of... Well, hold on. Not even there. Like, uh, Frankie sees one early on when he gets locked out of the building. There's one staring at him through the steps of the staircase. You see the red eyes looking at him.
3: Yeah, that was my question. I didn't understand the... Uh, the timeline of events of where those demons are supposed to come because I think some are already there because people okay. are already being tormented. Okay. Yeah. I, I just had a little hard time like understanding that. I get that. that,
2: I, portion get that. Of it. I get that. I didn't mind that. But again, that could have been a hallucination as well. But exactly. <laughs> that's, the, that's the game because he has been fasting. He hasn't eaten. That is when you start hallucinating. But there is the question how much of this is actually happening?
3: Yeah, Because well, at the end of the
2: movie, this is the part, this was the most impactful part for me, is when our our girl, girl Julie, has gotten separated from the group. She's being chased by a, a gaggle of these boys with knives. She's cornered in the subway. There is nowhere left to run. She's swinging that hammer, though. She's not going down mm-hmm. without
3: a fight. Girl is not going down without hitting a couple guys. Girl, she's, no, she's ready. At, Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And their beepers go off again. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, okay. And they start digging in their little bags and they well, give and I other- think, I
3: they, think give that it- they even say to her, like, sorry. Yeah. And she's
2: like, what? They just stop and they walk away from her and they feed each other these pills.
3: Which is the most homoerotic moment of this movie, where I thought uh, the two guys were yeah. going to start making out for some they they
2: Two of them kissed. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, yeah, but I thought the other two. Uh, oh, well, those two were t- straight porno boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, straight <laughs>
2: up porno boys, I should say.
3: Yeah. yeah <laughs> their their I, other but, acting credits include Randy Blue, uh, Corbin Fisher,
1: com. Uh huh. Canadian Cum Factory? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, please let that be a real porn site. please. Because <laughs> I'm going there today as soon as possible. I love Canadians.
2: Yeah, eat oot my ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> eat it oot, eat it, eat it oot.
0: Oh
2: Sorry, Canada. <laughs> You know, I love you.
3: But and the um, reason they call it poutine. But
0: <laughs> This idiot. is not oh, just. God, I
1: hate you so much. Oh, though. No. <laughs> oh, you're so dumb. Delia Dietz.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you behave yourself, young lady. Delia Mary Elizabeth Dietz. You behave
1: yourself right now. Oh, my God. Oh, no, God. Anywho. you?
2: These cult, the cultists, it's not just about saving everybody else, it's a suicide mission. Mm hmm. Except it's not, because they have to kill each other. I mean, they yeah, have to... It's, it's
3: weird that it's... it's nah, because odd, suicide, like, uh, is suicide
2: is a sin. Exactly. So they give it I to each other. Say. They're saving each other. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah.
3: Weird religious angle there.
2: Yeah. And so now you get these people killing themselves all over, like, foaming up in the mouth. Really disgusting. But the shot that just, I think, is amazing is the poor girl is left standing there.
1: Yeah. In
3: the
2: dark. And she was just fighting for her life. And now everybody just killed themselves in front of her. And then the lights start to go out on the train and she is crying and screaming. I went, that's madness. Yeah. And we never see her again.
3: No. And that's, that's the weird part of this movie that, um, left like, me, a, it left me a little, um, upset at the ending because we don't know what happens to the people that are the, you know, quote unquote survivors.
1: Or do you? I don't know. Do you? Or, or do you? Please well, I'm just saying.
2: I'm like, you know what? I don't even know what? If the demon – I'm like, that was already hell. Where she is right now mm-hmm. is hell. That is madness. That is terrifying. Man. That is horrifying because, you know, those lights are never coming back on. Yep. Never coming back on. But, yeah, so we're hearing all about that, you know, the bo- the demons will rise from the bodies of the dead. And guess what? They do. They do.
1: do. Yeah. <laughs>
3: This movie
0: Which
1: is
3: terrifying because those creatures are, they, they so remind me of those creatures from The Descent. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: But you yes. don't even know if they're real. Like, is this is this mania from, you know, the, the, the that you told us about, you know, the kind of like the fungus? Uh-huh. Is this mania or is this actually happening? And I still don't know what I believe, to
2: be uh-huh. honest
0: with you.
3: <laughs> My whole take, okay, we're going to cut a bit
2: to the very end that you mentioned. Okay. It was sure. Andrew's favorite part. Yes, it was Andrew's favorite part. Mm-hmm. Where we're following Karen. She's on her own. She's defeated Patrick. That crazy thank, old lady is dead. God, I hate She's that got guy. two corpses right there. And now demons rise out of those corpses. More show up for the party. She's cornered. And they're closing in on her. She had a conversation earlier on with Mike.
0: When I'm alone in the dark, I'm still scared of ghosts. Next time you see a ghost or a demon or the boogeyman, <laughs> you just look him straight in the eye and marvel at his very existence because you're seeing proof of an afterlife.
2: Stuff she's saying, Well, I'm still, I'm, yeah, huh? And the last shot of her move of the movie is them closing in on her. It's a tight close up of her face. She's crying, she's screaming, she stops. She looks oh, at the eyes camera. Closed. Yeah. And smiles. Yeah. As close as she can to smiling.
1: hmm. In the terror. Situation. Yeah. <laughs> Credits. And yeah, people and, like, and what's like, until, until, you know, until, that? Until that's a we good way to look at the ending. Yeah.
2: Until we. Hold started. on. Hold on. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. This time through, when I watched it this time, I realized there's a very long time between you see them the demons, their hands are right on her face. Yeah. And then there's that very long close-up of her face, and I'm going, why aren't they attacking?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And then she opens her eyes and she smiles. I'm like, were they gone?
3: I don't know. Because we have several moments what? in the movie where she uh-huh. sees stuff but doesn't like a
2: hallucination? Yeah. And my heart wants that to be the ending, because mm-hmm. I liked her so mm-hmm. much, and I liked Julie so much, and I liked Mike so much. I want that to be the ending. I want them to be okay now. Mm-hmm. I want that when they go up, because by the way, above ground, it's apocalypse yeah. city. Yeah, yeah, it's riots everywhere. These people have taken over everything. They've taken over everything. It's a battleground above yeah. ground. So there's no safety up there either. I want yeah. them to be safe. I want yeah, them I mean, to go up. That you know, tomorrow is going to be okay. All the bad people are dead. Yeah, and it, sure, sure, but rebuilt.
1: I mean, but, but also in one way, like it, it almost doesn't matter if the demons are real or not, because what she's experienced now, what she's gone through she'll be haunted by this forever. Mm-hmm. I and mean, there's, uh, there's no way out of it. So the, whatever, you know, demons could be there, the demons that are going to be with her now after going through all of this, they'll be with uh-huh. her
3: forever. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, It also, also kind of reminded me of the ending to The Invitation, mm-hmm. which we just, we just covered Ooh, The Invitation. Yeah, the point. but Good points. It's, it's kind of that moment of like, oh shit, this is
1: everywhere. And the world has changed. And now here we are. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's not just
2: my world. It's the
3: whole
1: world. And yeah. that's the thing. I mean, you but, know, to go back to it again, like this, this movie, I think especially now in 2018, like it will hopefully scare you for that very reason because the day could be coming when yeah. the world that you wake up to will be similar to this. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Th- I, I have a point on that. I just want to backtrack a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I wanted to say about that ending was what I said earlier. She saw the same demon. They looked the same as the thing that was yeah. watching Frankie mm-hmm. from under the stairs. Right. People don't have the same hallucinations. So I yeah. think it really did happen. I,
3: I think you're right too. I,
2: I In my heart, is. I don't want that, but my head says otherwise. Yeah. But again, but it's up for argument. Like who knows? Who knows? Like, It could have been that this was all just – all the muffins and shit were to get people hallucinating and to get the people to, whipped up into that religious mania.
3: Yeah, no, I'm, right. I'm actually really glad that you uh, brought. And this that was another
2: up. nine. And this was another nine eleven.
3: Yeah, I mean, because this movie
2: was, was actually made in reaction to nine eleven. Oh, he talks a lot about that on on the DVDs, like that that people with their religious <clears throat> beliefs can just change the world. Yeah, in a second. Yep, scared the hell out of him. It's truth. And so he wanted to make this on a more intimate level, rather than just like impersonally flying a building into a plane that you're face to face with someone who's smiling who says they love you and hold you like a baby when you die because they (laughs) love you so much.
1: Were you in New York on nine 11? I was not. Okay.
2: I was, um, working in California at the time at a theater Gotcha, at this little town and they didn't get it. And that Mm -hmm. hurt. They like, they were just like, whatever building felt like, you don't understand (laughs) how big those buildings are. If those things had toppled, Mm -hmm. forget it. And I'm going, I, you (laughs) don't know how many people I know work, in that building. Yeah. And I lost a lot of people that day and it was, it's was bad. I, I, uh, my, I, my contract was over two weeks after that. And I said, I have to drive home. I, you know, I'd driven out and I was going to drive back across country. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop at every fucking roadside attraction I've ever wanted to see.
1: Do it now.
2: And see as many of my AOL friends,
1: Yeah.
2: As I can because it was 2001. So I took the jiggity jag road because I was not ready.
1: Yeah.
0: Didn't want to get back. Yeah.
2: No, and I just remember getting off the subway after I parked my car at my parents and came back to my apartment. I got off the subway, and this was in Queens. So miles and miles from the spot. And I said, The air stinks. And this is a good month later. The air stinks of jet fuel and rotting meat.
1: Yeah. God. Horrible. It and was look horrible. how much it changed. It look how much it changed our, our existence, you know, now almost 20 years on. Uh-huh. And how things are just so completely different.
2: And watching this movie now in this current political climate. hmm mm-hmm. I said this could happen. Yeah. Yep. This is extremely possible. This could happen right fucking now.
3: Yeah. And I think we see a lot of it within like white supremacy and religion even. I mean, if you really want to take it to that level, I mean, people use religion for bad things all the time.
1: All the the time.
2: You know how how we have those, the doomsday sayers that happen every year? Yes, the calendar says this, it's ending, it's ending. There's a guy who drives around with a a van, drives around Manhattan and the, the boroughs with a van selling his book. On loudspeakers, preaching. <laughs> the end. It's the end. It's the end. I'm like, again, you're back.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this time.
2: <laughs> uh huh. Order my book on Amazon. Two week delivery fee. I'm like, yeah, put it in. of course. Well, a,
3: a, tomorrow. Book's got a book
1: oh, okay. to sell too. Yeah. We
3: yeah. have a similar guy that stands outside the gap and just uh <laughs> delivers his sermon every day about how the homosexuals are evil. And, mm-hmm. you know, all but
1: I,
0: I, there's
2: always that little thing, that, that little niggling thing that happens in the back of your head. This is what if they're right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. What if truth. this crazy person is actually right this time?
2: Uh, if a hundred thousand monkeys predict doomsday for a hundred thousand years. <laughs> yeah.
3: And I, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that we got to talk about this because going into this conversation, I was really unhappy with the ending, but now that we've kind of talked it through and uh, given some of our ideas and, you know, thoughts on it, it, I like it
1: now. And and none of them are right. Sense.
2: And none of them are wrong.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. You can
2: back up that ending in at least three different ways, like we just did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And none of them are right. And none of them are wrong. And that's what I love. I love a movie that will have me talking about it.
3: Yeah, this was a perfect movie. This was a perfect movie to give us because yeah, it was something we had never even we had never even heard of this movie. So nothing
2: gives me greater joy. Than introducing some little-known movie that's awesome to people who've never seen it before.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 and really, to see them
2: or, or in this case to hear them light up about it.
3: Yeah, no, and, I I really liked it. I mean, there's some there's some shoddy acting here and there, but overall, oh whatever. It's, yeah, it's, it's
2: okay. I find most of it's towards the beginning, and like the 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 girl who's in the cult
3: mm-hmm. who's not
2: participating, the blonde girl, she has some shit moments. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, she's great. Yeah. Like in her, in her, in her final scenes where she's forced to kill her boyfriend. I'm feeling for you, girl, like all of her pain I felt. And also when she gets stabbed in the back. Right. The she's choreographer in this was evil <laughs> because well, she's, they stab she gets stabbed twice. The first time she screams, the second time cuts off the screen. So it's, ah, you know, it's this long yeah. scream. And then the second one, and I said, that is such a grisly detail. Way to
3: end. I know.
2: Yeah, she didn't even – because another movie would have been all about the scream. Let her finish the scream, and then another scream. No, just to have that, that big, what should be her final climactic moment as a potential scream queen. No, shut up.
3: <laughs> yep, done. Done with you. Was yeah, and jaw-dropping. I, 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 I got to give props to the woman that played Julie. Love I her. think that she – you know, at the beginning when she is being molested, it's a little – it's so uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. For
2: several reasons. A, that she doesn't – I mean, I get why she doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Because the conductor comes in to find out who pulled the emergency brake. And he's right. yelling hes yelling at them. You're the only people in here. It was this car. And this has interrupted a rape in progress. But he's got the knife up to her side because he wants to open his Christmas present. But it's not time yet. Which doesn't make sense at the time, but then yeah. oh, that's what that meant. Ew. Okay, she confesses to doing that, and she's crying. But the conductor doesn't. Uh,
3: apparently, see. the conductor doesn't know how to read a room. No, it does not. You know, it's pretty right.
2: fucking obvious. But but you know what? <laughs> Given today's climate and how we're, we're changing the way, hoping to change the way the world looks at women, that possibly is very likely that I'm not really gonna yeah. listen to you because you're a woman.
3: It's very telling. Yeah, it's no very does. telling.
2: Uh-huh, she's crying. She's just hysterical.
3: But I love how she becomes a badass bitch, though, with that hammer. She does, nails some she guys does. with that hammer. She so fuck
2: does. fuck
1: yeah. Or, or when, when they find Patrick in the control room and she starts kicking the shit out of him, I thought it was fucking awesome.
2: Uh-huh. But yet she doesn't turn into Rambo either because she punches him in the face when he's tied up when he sits yeah, and he says to close to her.
1: You are a feisty little chink. Good gotcha.
0: job. <laughs> oh! <laughs>
2: and then, two minutes later, Karen went over to her. And goes, are you okay? And she just goes, "My hand really hurts."
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but There's definitely was, a human level to this, yeah, where everything is. But it, it's, it's, but it's it was reality. worth it. She goes, "It was my
2: hand really hurt, but it was worth it." And <laughs> the scene could have ended there. On the on the boom boom. But it went a different way. Karen just came over to her and said one of those lines. I wrote it down because I said, What a thing that you don't hear in horror movies, this kind of humanity or sympathy. She just walked over to her and said, I am so glad you're on our side.
1: Yeah. In
2: the most earnest voice. And I went, Boom, girl.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Drop
3: the mic. Uh huh.
1: That's good writing.
3: Drop the mic, drop the muffin. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Just <laughs> Don't bad. eat those
3: damn
2: muffins. The camarads alone. Stop eating them. My God.
1: I'll tell you what though, I do love rye bread. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Me I too love rye bread.
2: Just make sure pastrami. it hasn't been rotting in a barn for too long with <laughs> fungus on it.
1: God, the pastrami sounds so good right now.
2: Okay. So I think yeah, we've thank,
3: done. Thank you so much <laughs> for along. introducing us to this movie. Yeah, oh, really I knew good. you guys
2: would love it. And the fact that it tied in with your theme, like and I didn't know that. I love when that synchronicity happens too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That I knew it was yeah. going to be magic. And so, before we go, guys, please let people know where people can find you.
1: Oh, sure. So uh, you can find us on iTunes. Well,
2: I live Podcast on here. I live on, on this cute little apartment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I live in Chicago. My address is. <laughs> um, you, can, you can find Friday the Thirteenth Horror Podcast on Apple Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on SoundCloud, and you can find us now on Google Play. We just got onto there. Yay! Hopefully, we will soon be on Spotify uh, podcast as well. We're looking into getting that done. Uh Uh, Uh-huh. Find us. Of course, you can find us all over social media, too. We're FryGay13 on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And also, thank you very much for helping out
2: with this fundraising marathon. Thank you for helping the kids at new alternatives. I really
1: appreciate that. Our absolute pleasure.
3: Yeah. I mean, we are very honored to be part of this whole thing. Absolutely. You know, being little, little uh, baby gay podcasters, (laughs) we're, we're very honored to be included in such a group.
2: Mark my words, boys, you guys have a huge future.
3: Oh, thank you. You you guys are going
2: places I couldn't get to. And I am so happy to see that I'm passing the torch.
1: (laughs) We well, we we love you so much and I lit
2: mine, but you. I'm passing it towards you. We guys like it. <laughs> these guys are the future of gay horror podcasting, and I'm so glad to have found them and thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you very much. And one last thing, happy Halloween!
0: Yeah!
1: Boo.
2: Just want to say a quick thank you for all of you for joining me on this little retro tour back to 2018. And please, 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 if you enjoyed what you heard, pick up your copy of End of the Line at TerrorVision.com. That's Terror-Vision.com. The Blu-rays are $24.99. They are a limited edition. There's only like 500 left. So go snap them up while you can. The link is down there in the show notes. I really hope my health is better next time because it's been a miserable couple of weeks. It's been one thing after another, and I miss hanging out with you guys properly. Anyway, stay safe, stay healthy, and most of all, stay fabulous. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com.
3: Bitches!